Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. A tree grows in a news desert. I'm David Brancaccio. They say all politics is local, so where's the local news coverage this election year? I've been traveling to what are called news deserts in Super Tuesday states to hear about the business models that are failing or informing voters as they make their choices in one week. We began our Democracy in the Desert coverage in Texas, part of a group of six contiguous counties close to the U.S. border listed as news deserts. Yesterday, we heard about the last daily newspaper in Valverde County that folded more than three years ago. Today, who is covering things now? If I can get a better understanding of what is needed. On a winter Wednesday in the county seat of Del Rio, the best show in town may be this regular meeting of the elected commissioners who see to the county's business. The presiding officer for the county is unhappy with the city, and his language is Texas spicy. We've met with him, and he's a dipsh**. The commissioners, experts, and residents are looking to fix low water pressure in one neighborhood. Things also get edgy about a location for early voting in the run-up to next week's election. The more cramped space wins. It's crucial stuff. And are there any reporters in this news desert to write up the highlights, you know, other than a visitor like me? Well, there is. A very experienced reporter named Karen Gleason. All politicians will talk to me. I make a deal with people. I say either answer my phone call or tomorrow morning I'm going to show up outside your office. And over the years... I have built trust with these people. Gleason's been reporting from this part of Texas since the 1980s, with many years at the Del Rio News Herald, the daily paper that died in 2020. Now she works for the local online news site here called 830 Times. 830 is the area code. Karen is very good at stories small and stories big. They started coming across the river just upstream of the International Bridge where it's very shallow. She's talking about 2021, when thousands of people from Haiti gathered under the border bridge here seeking asylum. Now, if you need context and depth, our colleagues at Texas Public Radio would, in the fullness of time, provide that with an incisive and extensive podcast series called Line in the Land. Especially since the humanitarian need is so apparent and so great. But in the very first days of the story, locals were desperate for news on what was happening on the ground with Border Patrol limiting access. It was Gleason with the contacts to enlist help from the mayor who had gone to school with her son. He goes, we're going to hide you in the back of my car. They covered me with blankets and we went through the Border Patrol checkpoint at the fence 
And he'd tell me, like, okay, nobody's looking. 830 Times is nonpartisan and has a paper edition that comes out Fridays, plus occasional Facebook Live broadcasts. It is not the newspaper of yore, but it is a resource. Joel Langton, 830 Times publisher, tells me it is a crock of you-know-what that media researchers call this a desert. We put out anywhere from 24 to 40 pages of news every week. It's hyper-local, but if you... Talk to some pointy head from Northwestern University. They're going to say it's a news desert. Well, guess what? You haven't set foot here. He's selling ads and paid legal notices to bring in money. Langton had a long career with the Air Force and did PR for the base here, Laughlin. Like many a startup, 830 Times has been supported in part by Joel's own savings. My retirement fund is not as good as it was, but it's not being drained as quickly as it was at one time either. And for now, his business also depends on the family money of one of his reporters, who, let me emphasize, is not complaining. You know, I am making probably about a third of what I was making at the News Herald. I am married to a very, very wonderful man who has agreed to basically pay all my bills. Valverde is one of six contiguous counties here classified as news deserts. Langton says he can count at least six other info sources in the region. Info, but is it news? A former border agent named Frank Lopez Jr. has a Facebook site with the handle U.S. Border Patriot, where he does stand-ups to camera TV correspondence style, often from the border fence. People coming across, he calls invaders. Is the Biden administration and Alejandro Mayorkas, the globalist. Lopez wears many hats. Border Patriot former chair of the county Republican Party, and candidate for U.S. Congress next week. But as I look across the scrubland here in South Texas, it's worth noting what a desert is. You still have shrubs, you have various plants, you just don't have as lush a a landscape as you did in the past. That is Penny Muse Abernathy, a professor at Northwestern University's Local News Initiative, which studies the decline of local news in America. Her group lists 204 news deserts across the U.S. and 228 counties on a watch list at high risk of losing their last news outlet. Tomorrow we'll turn to another Super Tuesday state, North Carolina, to hear what happened when one of the biggest election scandals of the modern era played out in a county without many reporters. All of our democracy in the desert coverage is accumulating at Marketplace.org. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. This Marketplace podcast is supported by Palo Alto Networks. 
As you innovate to transform your business in today's digital world, how do you stay secure? At Palo Alto Networks, our mission is to protect your digital way of life. Whether it's unprecedented opportunities or uncertainties with AI and whatever comes next, we continually deliver innovation to make each day safer and more secure than the one before. More at paloaltonetworks.com. Tracking this story in progress, trouble at pharmacies processing prescriptions because of a cyber attack that began last week. The alleged perps, a known criminal ransomware outfit. Here's Marketplace's Nova Safo. The ransomware attack prompted United Healthcare to take offline an IT system which helps pharmacies process claims. The company could not estimate how long the disruption would last. Reuters says the group behind the attack is the ransomware gang known as Black Cat. In December, law enforcement took several of its websites down. The group at the time promised retaliation. It's unclear what the extent of the current disruption is, but pharmacies say it's causing a significant backlog. They're urging patients who are running out of prescriptions to contact providers for a few days' supply to hold them over. I'm Novasafo for Marketplace. And I'm David Brancaccio. You're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report. From APM, American Public Media. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.